Hey, happy holidays. Happy holidays. Special edition drop. All this week, we stuffed your stockings, your meat stockings. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, this is a phrase that Bobby, during the course of watching these movies, decided was funny. I do not support it. Let me put my candy cane in your no, meat stocking. Oh, no. Yeah, she hates it. Hate it. Uh, if you're normal, you probably hate it too. Mm-hmm. But we're doing one of those movie review six pack. This is our th- third one. We did all the Halloween, the first six Halloween movies on Halloween mm-hmm. to culminate our Halloween Hump Fest. Our first one was a bit experimental, a lot more random movies. If you mm-hmm. go back and look at the six pack movie reviews, but I kind of like the six pack reviews with a specific theme. So. I know we wanted to hit up some Hallmark movies, and which is not something that we're averse to. No. Like, we'll actually kind of hit them up. We don't mind some made-for-TV drivel, some nonsense, you know? Don't you feel that it started with Christmas Kittens? Oh, from like a few years ago? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I mean, you can get us with kittens to watch pretty much anything. Kitten Christmas 2 was weak as hell. It though. was. It was. It was. <laughs> well, no, we've seen we've seen some before, um, but you had acquired this collection. Let me put it up to the camera. Lacey Chabert. The Lacey Chabert picks, and uh, yeah, so apparently she's a she was. What was that show she was in? Party of Five. Is that the one with the pedo dad? No, that was Seventh Heaven. Oh, okay. Party of Five was Scott Wolf. That's where Nev Campbell came from. Okay. <laughs> But she was also in Mean Girls. Why should Caesar get to stomp around like a giant while the rest of us try not to get smushed under his big feet? What's so great about Caesar? Yeah. Brutus is just as cute as Caesar. Okay, Brutus is just as smart as Caesar. People totally like Brutus just as much as they like Caesar. And when did it become okay for one person to be the boss of everybody, huh? Because that's not what Rome is about. We should totally just stab Caesar! Gretchen Wieners had cracked. She was in Mean Girls. Yes. And I think those are her biggest. She was a child in um, five, Party of Five. Yeah, she I never was the saw youngest. That. I never saw that show. She was also in, the only other thing I, I remember watching a lot that she was in was the movie Tart, mm. which was like an indie. So she has become the Hallmark Christmas queen. queen. There's some that have come and gone over the years. Apparently, Candace Cameron Bure. Was involved for a minute. I think the Melissa Joan Hart. I think they're particularly. I have seen a Melissa Joan Hart Christmas Hallmark movie. I think they're particularly religious, though. And I think Candace Cameron Bure went on to some more faith-based programming or something. But Lacey Chabert is the one that stands atop it all. Though, this idea, after sitting through six of these, of the Lacey Chabert Fair, going back to a time where Candace Cameron Beer was in Hallmark movies, this idea that these are somehow, like, too secular or too... too Literally insane. It is kind of dumb to... Like, if these are like, oh, these aren't... I mean, they're not explicitly throwing the word God and prayer around all the time, but you could not have a more formulaic, safe movie... There is zero sex. You're lucky if you get 
a kiss that lasts longer than a few seconds at the end of the movie. These things might as well be made under the Hayes Code. You know, yeah. You know, you don't even get cleavage, really. And then also, there is some magic in a couple of these that we're yeah, going to talk yeah. about. We so, got secret Santas. But it's Santa magic. Yeah, the old, like, is he real or is he? I don't know. Isn't he supposed to be a saint? Shouldn't that be okay? I don't know. We're not religious. So we were ta- We talked about these movies in the order as they're presented here on the box. And as it turns out, it like, the order goes from... <laughs> More recent to descending. So we go back to... Back in time. We start around 2019, 2020, and then we end up in 2015. And I was trying to analyze my perceptions on it because I felt like the first couple, not so bad for what they are. No. But then as we kept going back, I was like, ugh. It got worse. Now, the 2015 one which we will get to, A Christmas Melody. Directed by one Miss Mariah Carey. Don't quit your day job, Mariah. We'll get into that one. But let's talk about the formula of these movies. Yeah. I, I prefer the ones where she has more of a humble kind of job, where she's like yeah. a cook. And, and the first one, we've already got the stats up for the first one we're going to talk about. She never really has a humble job. Christmas in Rome. She's like a tour guide. She is a tour guide, but in Rome. And she is working for some kind of different firm. She's either a lawyer or she's marketing. in marketing. I so, think, one, she's involved in uh, real estate. We'll get into the specifics as we talk about the movies. But I'm just talking about the structure of the jobs because at some point the job gets in the way of love or progress. Yes. Yes. When she's trying to focus on something more seasonal and or, magical. Or, in a couple of these, the job puts her in a position to be closer to the man that she's going to fall in love with. Mm. All of these men, except two. So, like, four out of six of these guys look almost exactly the same. There's, like, this tall, sandy blonde, light brown hair, way too big of a smile white guy thing that is very, like, Disney Prince-esque. Like, these dudes have zero personality to me most of the time. And they're just very blank slates, I feel like. They're just, like, the nice guy. Not even your boy Will Kemp from Christmas Waltz? He's different. He's one of the two that... He actually is a dancer, I think. He is different, and I liked him a lot, actually. I really liked Christmas Waltz a lot. Uh, Of all these, that might be my favorite. Uh, The guy in the last one, he was sort of doing the, like, dark, handsome country boy thing, but... That guy looked like he was pushing 50, you know? Well, so did Mariah Carey, and they all were supposed to have graduated she, well, together in 1998. Mar- Mariah was, is literally in her 50s, I'm pretty we'll sure. We'll talk more point. about it. She's supposed to be the same age as Lacey Chabert. So, but of course, at the end of all of these, she's got to fall in love with someone. Mm-hmm. Lacey Chabert, she gets fresh dick every year. There's also always what we called a wobble. Or a waffle or a wobble. Well, he calls it a waffle. I call it a wobble. Because it's not that either one of them is doubting that they love the other. So it's not really, it's not like waffling as in, I don't know if I want to be here. It's a wobble as in like they're going fine and then something like knocks them off course, but not enough to really make a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. It's very quickly resolved. Yeah, and the the wobble or waffle comes in the form of, (laughs) Listening to a half a conversation or... Almost always. Or secondhand information. Or just seeing her standing with another man. Yeah. Or, yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's kind of a red flag if you're going to 
throw off all your shit when she's just standing by a dude. There is all, well, part of it is there's almost always a recent breakup. Mm. So she's had her heart broken, whether it's a broken engagement or a shitty boyfriend or whatever. And then so in those instances, that man comes back into her life and always wants her back. They always want her back. Sure. Because they realize what they lost. They made a mistake. They're so business they, oriented. Lacey Shablu it. You've been thinking of that no, one. No, I really didn't. Really? Yeah, that just off the dome. I might be a little too impressed, but <laughs> they shablu that shit. <laughs> and now she's off shabloing someone else. I mean. Because you shablu it. There were so many times where we were like, just fucking kiss each other. Uh, before, Yeah. Before we get into the movies, too, and I don't know if you can see it. Maybe I'll throw up some graphics. But I feel like the graphics department, you know, Lacey Chabert, I think she's a pretty lady. She is a pretty lady. And a lot of the movies really get her makeup right in the sense that she doesn't look overdone. But she often has like a glow up in these movies. Like yeah, there's always a, a party. A moment where she's really done up. Mm-hmm. And I and like you could see the graphics of uh, that are probably have some Photoshop going on above our heads there. Like, she looks the worst when they just feel like they need to overglow her, overdo her. You don't need to. I mean, I don't know if you could see this. Like, look at... Nah, you can't see that. I'll just throw up the graphic for Christmas Christmas Waltz. The Christmas Waltz photo is terrible. She looks like she got slapped in the face with a copy of, like, Grey's Anatomy or something. (laughs) And she doesn't look... She looks, like, worse on the cover of these things than she actually looks. Yeah, because she is pretty. And these things act like they had to fix it or something and they just made it worse also my one major complaint before we get into this is that i feel like there's some gayness under the surface of all these movies yeah i feel like it's like that with so many movies yeah yeah once you see it you can't unsee it like there's always like a a secondary friend who's offering wise advice Mm -hmm. and they will often be like oh my wife and i'm like you ain't full of me buddy oh no yeah you ain't full of me um but i think these movies need to go gayer I there think was I think one. I think they need to Well, there's that little boy in Christmas Waltz. No, no, no. Last year we watched it was like a gay There was there was the one that was little there was the gay one that was like Kristen Stewart where it was two girls and then there is a gay one where it's two guys. And mm. it's like a holiday movie. It's not a Hallmark, I don't think, but it's that it's that vein. So there's a few. Yeah, but I know there's not enough. I I yeah, I agree. I think every, there should be uh, a gay best friend in at least all of these. An openly gay best friend. Oh, see, I was just talking straight up gay love story. Well, sure, that's great, too. No complaints. But there needs to be an openly gay best friend. An openly friend. gay friend yes. in all of these. If you're going to get with for- get formulaic, let's go. Like, they should be so stereotypical that gay people protest these movies. <laughs> you know, like, like, this is a bit much for us, okay? No, I'm kidding. But seriously, I would like to see... That you know that friend is gay. Just make him gay. Just yeah. say he's gay. Have him bring his boyfriend to the ho- the holiday party. I feel like you can push your challenges, your boundaries within these roles that you're expected to hit. Mm. These points you're expected to hit, and sometimes within those boundaries, you can really come up with something interesting. So I would like to see. It would be nice to see someone like a more seasoned more broad-minded director who has a lot more experience, like what they would do with a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Like if I were like like in my head I was an actor. And of course I'm going to say like I'm a Daniel Day-Lewis high prestige actor. Mm-hmm. I would totally do at least one Hallmark Christmas movie. Yeah. Probably do a Lacey Chabert one where I play her her brother. Okay. Or 
You gonna direct yourself? No, Mr. I want. I want to. I want to pay. Uh, yeah, I want to play uh, her ex boyfriend that she's leaving. Mm. And um, she goes. Um, she leaves me for a guy with some kind of disease, like progenia or something like that. What's that? Where you get old really fast? Yeah, I think mm. that's what it's called. Okay. I just spit like that's how good I am. I just spitballed that, and it's like the best Allmark movie you've ever. Sounds heard. really sad. <laughs> Bajeria. Is that what it's called? You want to do this? Yeah, we better do this. All right. So we'll hit the trailer. Our stats are already up for the first one. And then we'll get into it. Six minutes each. You don't ever stop and smell the roses? I don't think roses are in season this time of year. Okay. A very special original holiday movie that proves... Perfect. Rome is where the heart is. This trip is not where I expected it to be. In a good way, I hope. Lacey Chabert and Sam Page star. Where there is passion, there is art. Lacey. Christmas in Rome. Only on Hallmark Channel. Christmas in Rome, directed by Ernie Barbarash. Starring Lacey Chabert. Oh my God. It's Sam Page. <laughs> Franco Nero. Holly Hayes. Written by Greg Ross and Brian Sawyer and Alex Wright. Awesome. This was in 2019. Yes. This is the first movie we watched. Lacey's name is Angela. Ah, so. In this one. She's a tour guide. She's like. In Rome. She's an Italian culture vulture, basically. She works for a company where she is a tour guide for them, but she's always trying to take people on side adventures, and so she gets fired at the very beginning of the movie. Because she's too passionate about, she wants to show people the real Italy. It implies that she took some, like, gladiator sword and played with it with the with her that, tour. That, that, that she gave it to a child who took it home. Yeah, yeah. To, like, England. Well, what else would you do if you just give it to them, right? But, uh, but there's a man, and Oliver. Oliver, who I don't, I this, I don't mind this, this hunk. But uh, this, he's actually one of my favorites. He, he he's a guy who merges companies. He works in acquisition. I wrote these things down: acquisitions and business development. And he has been sent by his boss at Christmas to Rome to try to buy a small ceramics company that makes gorgeous. Among other things, Christmas ornaments. Now, this guy, he's going to... His company is sent to Rome to acquire... Just him. Or his company sends him to Rome to acquire the this ceramics company that seems like a very family-oriented... Uh, like, it's done by this guy who's... With Lacey's help, Lacey becomes his personal tour guide after she helps him out around Rome. Mm-hmm. And he's so busy, but she kind of breaks him down. And she tries to explain, like, when you're meeting with businessmen here, you got to, like, take it slow. She really it's- helps him or he would have not gotten this deal. And, and there's this guy who's, like, first of all, no matter what this guy does, if you're all about family and tradition and your ceramics business... It doesn't matter if, like, that particular person agrees with everything you say or sits down or he's making ceramics with you and really connects with your family. It matters what his Western American company is going to do. Yeah. He can actually literally get something very positive out of the experience as the guy wants the the Italian seasonal way. Yeah. But then he's just going to pop it back and they'll be like, yeah, we got four warehouses, 
one in India, one in uh, Mexico. Yeah, he only wants to <laughs> he only wants to sell to someone who understands Rome and appreciates his business and is going to take care of it. And, so, and this guy doesn't even understand the nature of the businesses he's dealing with. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he does or not. But what ends up happening? We can talk about the love stuff, but they do end up getting the he does end up getting the company. But the the deal he makes is that he gets to stay in Rome and run the company. So it's like he's trying his damnedest to keep it as close to what it's supposed to be as it can. But like you said, there's going to be concessions made. Yeah, it's not. And that guy's going to die at some point. He works for the company. He's not the CEO. No. Of course, Lacey and him come together through the streets of Rome. Mm-hmm. It's, it is a very scenic movie compared to it's all the beautiful. other ones. It's beautiful. She takes him to all the, the you know major places that you're supposed to see. And there's this lovely, lovely part where he hand paints an ornament that for is, her. That is legitimately sweet. It's so sweet. And it's all the places that she took him. And he gives it to her at the end, and that's how she, like, I guess knows that he really cares about her. The waffle here is that the company wants him to come back because they're going to give him a promotion or yes. something like that because they're so happy he acquired this Yeah, company. and he has to be home immediately, and he's going to get all this money, Everyone, and then they would never see each other again. These fucking white-collar workers, they don't work on fucking Christmas. I'm sorry. Like, that's always the plot. They They're, like, so easy off more than anybody else during this time. Well, I don't know. You always get that. This is a trope that we've seen time and again in even like mainstream movies like elf he's got to go present the book on christmas eve like these guys who have a ton of money don't give a fuck about going home to their family and don't care if you do either yeah. that's the that's what they're tr- it's a grinch kind Scrooge, of Scrooge. yeah it's the scrooge's owning the place but this one i don't know um i, I what i hoped would happen would that be that this guy like there, his job is too is like a little too greedy. Yeah, and he explains to the guys like, "Look, I've really enjoyed this, but you probably don't want to sell to my company because yeah. they're just going to mass produce all this shit and lay off all your little mm-hmm. workers here." And and then he'd be like, "But like, I'd love to, you know, invest in it, buy it myself. Yeah, I would love to take around. over this company." But what happens? But that's not what happens. Uh, uh, it's kind of like a throwaway line in which. At the end, he and Lacey get together. He doesn't fly away. And he's like, oh, I talked them into letting me run the whole thing like from Rome. So I'm going to live here now. And then they kiss and they're in love. Oh, he also helps her through this. There are some other people there who were like his connect to the ceramics man who are from somewhere else. But he introduces Lacey to them and says, hey... They're investors, and so they decide they're going to invest in her, like, boutique tourism company. Yeah. Which is basically, you get a private guide for your for your group, and you pay a lot of money, but you see all the coolest things in Rome. That, you know, not a bad business idea. No, it's like, a great business but idea. But you're definitely catering to elites, not... Yes, you're going to charge a lot of money for that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a boutique experience. I wonder how much it would be. I think we did good there. Let's uh, rate this one. I'm going to give this a 2.75. Cool. I'm going to give it a three. Okay. This was my favorite one. I, so I'm going to say that about the next one, too. So that brings it to a 5.75. That might be, like, the highest we get, you know? Be, yeah. Look, if you hit, like, above a five on a Hallmark movie, mm-hmm. we're kind of saying that that's pretty good for what it is. Absolutely. I'm kind of surprised at myself that I gave it a three, but after watching all of these, I think this was the best one. Right here, five point seven five, a C plus, a C plus. We can we we contend as we said. 
that a C-plus Hallmark movie is actually pretty good. Yes. It's just up to you if you can, you know if you like these kind of movies or not. Totally. We don't want to close our heart to any type of movie, pretty much. We refuse to close our hearts. So, yeah, it's um, as good as Johnny Dangerously and Mank. At oh, least. yeah. That said, let's move on to our next selection, Christmas Waltz. I was interested in dance lessons for me and my fiancé. You'll want ten lessons, minimum. I need to talk to you about something. This Christmas. There is no wedding, so I have to cancel. Dance like no one is watching. I think you'd be surprised how it can lift your spirits. <laughs> All you have to do is look deep inside and ask, who do you want to be? Lacey Chabert and Will Kemp star in the most enchanting holiday movie of the year, Christmas Waltz, on Hallmark Channel. Christmas Waltz from 2020, directed by Michael Damien, starring Lacey Chabert. Oh, my God. Will Kemp, <laughs> Katrina Reynolds, Jeremy Gilbot, written by Michael Damien, who is the director and writer of this movie. All right. Now, what what is Lacey's job in this one? Lacey is a lawyer, and she is engaged at the beginning. Her name is Avery. She's engaged to a guy named David, who just got a job in Boston. But he's so but busy. But she lives in New York. So she's in New York. He's going to get this. He gets this job in Boston. He told her he turned it down. And then he takes it. So she says a goodbye. Well, she arranges for him and her to have for their wedding. They're going to dance like a specific formal dance at their wedding. They're going to learn how to waltz. He never even remotely looks interested in it whatsoever. So no. it seems like it might be a bad duck. Bad idea to, like, go this hard in this particular direction. Yeah, she pre-orders ten lessons for them to learn the waltz. And the little gentleman who sells it to her, who we also see dancing in this movie, is a little guy who was on So You Think You Can Dance when they had the kids' season. You could definitely tell he's, like, a real dancer. And child labor. They're utilizing this child labor as reception. When he was on So You Think You Can Dance, he was, like, six. Wow. He was, like, the tiniest little dancer. He's good. I like him. I mean, at least this one was, without saying it, more openly gay, this kid. I will say he's not an actor. Well, no. But he's a good dancer and he's a sweet kid. <laughs> so uh, so the relationship tanks uh, because she's not going to Boston. She's got a life here. And they're just going different directions. But she decides, she goes to cancel the appointment, but she meets up with that uh, two-step and hunk, Will Kemp. He is a Roman dance teacher who... Russian. Russian. He's Russian born. But his name is Roman. Roman, yes. His name is Roman. He's a Russian. But he grew I up in England. He's not like... teacher with an English accent. He doesn't have the accent. He grew up in yeah, England. Yeah, he's got an English accent and... But he's a dancer, so they just got to say he's Russian background or something. But Yeah, and so he's basically like, why don't you just dance with me? Why don't yeah. you just keep the... Do something for yourself. But she has a problem with control. So mm. she doesn't want to let him lead. She keeps trying to lead. She basically has a panic attack and runs out of the first lesson. And her her sassy best friend is like, girl, you better get back in that dance studio. We, we often do have a sassy best friend. They all kind of merge together in my brain. And honestly, this, I feel like this one's even like the fastest one to tell the story of. She keeps going to classes, and they fall in love. At some point, they have a snowball fight, and he falls down and busts his head and gets a concussion. So she has to kind of take care of him. She says that she's his wife so she can go back into the oh, ER. Yeah. And then she takes him home and then checks on him the next morning. 
and makes him a terrible breakfast. But yeah, they just get to know each other. She gets she gets really involved in him after he busts his head. I mean, yeah. obviously they like each other, right? But then you get the classic thing where the guy comes back again. My bad. He lacy shablu it. Yeah. And that's just gonna be the tag phrase. And he <laughs> wants to get her back and he tells her, but she's not interested. But he goes to the dance studio and he's like, yo, dance teacher, back the fuck off. This is my girl. We're getting back together. And so then he's shit to her the next time he sees her. He doesn't just ask her. Yeah, yeah, Hey, the David it's came the in waffle. here and was a dick. What's happening? It's the wobble. And so he didn't waffle. He still loves her. But he, but it wobbled and it was all David's fault. Oh, and he's also they're putting on a program, a show. And I'm like, the show better be good. Yeah. And so it's called The Christmas Waltz. And there's the mother of the little boy who, who dances and hangs around there. Elena, she is Roman's dance partner, but she gets stuck in traffic. Mm. And Lacey Chabert and her best friend and her parents, who have not been very supportive of her dancing, and they're very upset that she's not with David. They're in New York, right? They're in New York. They all go to this show together. The only problem is just finding parking. Other than that, just hit the train. You're blocks from everywhere. Well, she's in a car, and there's an accident. I don't know. Maybe she's coming from Jersey. You don't know her life. Yo, the, you don't know her life. These, these New Yorkers can plan better than this lady. Can. Okay, let's not argue that plot point. It's too late. Well, okay, so this she is can't a fictional there, character, and they haven't spoken in days. She knows what happened now because she found out what David did because he told her, and she broke up with him officially and forever. And then she's in the audience. She's been trying to reach him for like two days. He won't talk. She goes. He texts her and is like, I need you come backstage right now. This is like, this was like this in Christmas in Rome too. After the waffle, there's the, I'm going to ignore this phone call. Yeah, the ev- almost every one of these has some ignored phone calls. Mm-hmm. But she goes up on stage and she has danced this dance with him before because she filled in in rehearsal a couple times. He, They're in love. So he was like, let's dance this beautiful dance together just in their practice. And so she did know it. So they dance. And at the end of the dance, they kiss. Now, this dance, we were criticizing the way it was filmed because yeah. the camera keeps going in and Not in. Not just this one. The kids, too. And this like, is the little a, boy is this like... Isn't, this is an example of what I'm talking about. You just have a better directorial mind. You just plant the role. And at first, I was like, well, I know Lacey Chabert isn't like a real dancer like this guy. But if they really did learn this did. routine, and they should have, you should have that, that camera planted to where you could see top to bottom their body... And- I just direct it better. 1000%. And they did really learn it because I looked it up after. Yeah. So if they really learned that dance, they dropped the ball in the way that particular scene was filmed. And maybe the only reason I might edge um, uh, Christmas in Rome over this one, mm-hmm. because that was annoying. And that that's something you could have done that doesn't come fuck up the formula of the Hallmark. It is an unfortunate thing. The only dance show I've ever really watched is So You Think You Can Dance. I've seen clips of other things but not not watched it consistently. But it's this thing that is very upsetting even in those dance competition shows with the in and out and the swooping. It's the amateur. Dance, the dance is enough. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like they think the dance is not enough to keep your attention, so they need to be swoopy and angles. No, just like fucking plan it. Let me it's, watch it. It's straight amateur approach. It's, it's not even thinking about what you're looking at. Well, and I know a lot of people involved in this are probably into that kind of it's stuff. It's overthinking. It's not that it's not thinking. It's overthinking. Yeah. It's like this is not enough. No, let it be simple. Take a breath. You don't have to do everything at your disposable disposal disposable and i think uh, we'll say that with, with the mariah directed one at the end as well listen this is gonna <laughs> get worse and worse as we go so this one i'm gonna give a 2.5 same so that's a f- solid five yes all right so from here on we're gonna be hitting up 2018 and we'll be going in descending order as the dvd package laid it out for us so here we go with pride prejudice and mistletoe. The great and charmed Darcy Fitzwilliam. We should all be so lucky. Maybe it's not so much luck. Maybe it's, you know, hard work. A little luck. Lacey Chabert and Brendan Penny. Jolly it up this Christmas. I definitely won. You're the pro and I'm the con. I don't know if you want to call yourself a con. You want some help now? It's tradition. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. On Hallmark Channel. Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe, directed by Don McBrarty. Yep. Starring uh, Lacey Chabert, uh, Brendan Penny, Sherry Miller, Art Hendel, written by Melissa De La Cruz and Nina Weinman. Okay. You know, this one, like Bob said, 28. Was this written by Jane Austen? Not this I didn't version. see your name on this. So in this. So in the real Pride and Prejudice, the main character is Elizabeth Bennett, who... Falls in love with Mr. Darcy. And I don't remember which one of them is high class. One of them is not on the same level, right? So what we get with this one is Lacey plays Darcy, an investor who comes home for the holidays. And her she wants to like help small companies with their investments. But her business is trying to shove her out. So she's the one with the money and the big uh, family. This is when the business is actually turning. And, and like this is the first time where the business gets in the way. And she actually is like, fuck y'all. Yeah. So she's she is having a big argument with them, but she needs to go home. But when she goes home, she's gone home to help her mother plan this big charity event, this big charity silent auction. And she gets home. She's going to do it. Her mom gets this caterer, and it ends up being Luke Bennett, who is her former high school debate rival. He is a caterer, but he also owns a restaurant that one day will be called Luke's Table. So it's like a, it's like a restaurant that yeah, he's yeah. trying to get off the ground, and her mom's like, you will be famous after this. Now, this is the first time we see, at least in this set of movies we're discussing, uh, the char- Lacey char- Lacey's character's family. Yes. I got a theory about some of these movies, not all. Because the, the theory can't run with everyone that presents a family. But, I, but there's a theory. I have a theory that one of the family ones is true. And then the other ones are just, she's the same woman, but she's a con woman <laughs> going around... And just, she's a black widow, black widow in all these men. That's why she's available every following year. Okay. We'll put it together at the end more, but anyway. Okay, I'll let you do that. Um, so, so she does have a guy named Carl. This is the ex-boyfriend in this one. So Carl works for her dad. So her dad is also an investor and has an investment firm that also has a New York office 
which is where she lives, but she doesn't work for her father because she wanted to go out on her own. So she started her own investment company with some other people. She's a partner. Mm. But they want to make more money and they're only concerned about money and they have these minimums. Like you can't invest with them unless you have a lot of money. And she's like, that's not cool. I want to help people invest who have a little bit of money and help them get more money. Like small businesses. And like there's a man who works like the hot dog stand or it's coffee stand. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But like his kid got into high school or college. Sorry. His kid got into college and she basically is like, I wish I could help him. Yeah. Invest to pay for his kid's school. You know, but she's her very nice. company ni- won't let her. She's very nice because her company, um, I'm no businessman, but you don't want to invest in someone's coffee stand. Those things barely make their overhead. But I, I get to it. Hit the button. She's just charitable. She's doing these decoration plans with her mom and oh. this guy's coming in and out and they're, they're kind of old rivals because she was, Debate team. Yeah, the, the debate team. But they won a bunch of shit and they, they were and they, against ar- each other. they argue about this theme called, no, Winter Wonderland or Season of Giving. And at the end of the day, it just looks like a fucking... It's just Christmas. It's just Christmas. It's so, Christmas. like... It was just kind of silly, you know? I know. He ends up helping her a lot more. She always doesn't need his help. Mm. She wants to, like, pick the tree up by herself. She wants to, you know, carry the big box by herself. And, you know, he eventually helps her. He has a truck. Her mom loves him because he's a great cook. But there is this undercurrent of Carl wants her back. And they say this so many times with the exes. On paper, she and Carl should work. Mm. But it's just not quite right. Uh, her ex-boyfriend looks like he'd be like a low-level officer in on the Death Star in a Star Wars yeah, movie. Yeah, Something does. like that. <laughs> but yeah, so that dude ain't getting no pussy anymore. But old school debate buddy that they kind of have a little back and forth with each other. Mm-hmm. They're falling for each other. This is the movie that gives us the famous quote that um, that we now live by. Pie clears the mind. That's yeah. And fills the butt. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I can't argue with that. There is also a snowball fight in this movie. And is this the one? With, this is the one with the caroling. This is when I started noticing that. You're on the same small town street in every one of these yeah. subsequent movies. The, the ba- first two some back lot in, Rome, in Atlanta, and then I you're guess. in a dance studio. I think many were made one, in Canada, actually. Starting in this one, it is like the same street. The snow looks great too. The it's snow just looks like, like blankets, just draped <laughs> white fabric. There's always a caroler, but it's like less than four people, four or less people singing, <coughs> and chestnuts. Yeah, I've We've never, never had a roasted yeah, we, chestnut. They keep bringing up chestnuts in all these movies. We've never had one. We got to try a roasted chestnut. Chestnuts roasted. Stop that. So during the waffle, the guy runs away, uh, the dude played by Brendan Penny. And it's ridiculous because she's like, they're trying to find him. Well, he runs away because he sees her and Carl talking and Carl asking her to get back together. So he just assumes they're going but to. But they don't check the one place he's always at. His own fucking restaurant. He wasn't at the restaurant. Mm, he, he was out. Up. He was with the, the investor at her car. All he right. walked the investor to her car. He was going to probably sulk and go to his restaurant. But he actually, it doesn't make sense that he would leave because he's catering this event. and It's a big deal for him. So he was probably outside sulking. The investor started to leave, and so he walked her to her car, and she basically was like, your food's great. I'm going to give you all my money. Yeah. Also, uh, investing, someone else investing in a restaurant that is just going to be a singular one, 
also a risky investment. Well, maybe the goal is to But I do build. like people just want to help each other in the Hallmark world. I can get yes. behind that. No yeah. problem. This is also a woman who previously invested in a small ice cream store. So this is her This is her lane. Yeah. Niche. She's got like boutique, 5% of chips. every boutique uh, <laughs> every boutique yeah. restaurant and store in this little town. The one thing we didn't mention is that this whole auction fundraiser is for these children. A re- like a rec and center kind of thing. Yeah. It's like this kids club place for them to go after school. It's kind of like the Y. It's the Burger King kids club. But the thing that's crazy is the kids are supposed to sing their carols at this thing. Like they're going to come sing a Christmas carols. The wait not show up. Yeah. So literally, they the get guy bored. goes, huh? And Lacey's like, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And you know what they do? Child labor. And we end on that note. They force child labor and then they make out in front of these children. It's disgusting. Also, when the kids are singing <laughs> in the front of this whole group of people they're trying to get money from, it's like Lacey and her family and, and his like family. They don't even put the rich people who are supposed to give the money in the front. It's like this, like, very staged. It's like Lacey, her mom and dad, him and his brother and her best friend. Oh, this is also a a best friends, married brothers. Best friends, married brothers. Oh, yeah. In-laws all together. These little towns, I tell you. So (laughs) how much do you give Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe? Uh, Two. I'm going to give it a 2.25. So that's a 4.25. Two five. Uh oh. It's D's. D's nuts. I did not really care for this one very much. I like Lacey, but she was kind of annoying in this one. Like her character. Check it out at the four point two five. It's a D plus for Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe. Right next to Superman and the Mole Men and Air. So it's at least as good as Air. Sure. I'd, I'd probably rewatch this over air. To be I quite, would too. To be quite honest. <laughs> All right. I heard someone say air was good the other day, and I was like, I don't trust you. Y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. Y'all need to chill. Okay, let's. <laughs> we're gonna go on to our uh, next one. Hallmark Channel is serving up the perfect holiday treat. The American Gingerbread Competition. I got in. Now, she'll need a little help. I have to win this contest if I'm going to start my cake business. To make her sweetest dreams come true. Hi, Nick. Kylie Watson. You two were inseparable back in high school. Lacey Chabert and Lee Coco. You just need to trust your talent. Things are going to change this Christmas. The sweetest Christmas. Part of Countdown to Christmas on Hallmark Channel. The heart of Christmas. The Sweetest Christmas from 2017, directed by Terry Ingram. Starring Lacey Chabert, Leah Coco, Jonathan Adams, and Brendan Sunderland. Written by Aaron Dobson. Cool. In this one, Lacey's name is Kylie. She is a girl who lives with her sister and brother-in-law and their two children because she went to culinary school and she worked at a five-star restaurant uh, but it, but closed. it closed, and so now she's working as a receptionist at her boyfriend's company, Hawk, Hockey Homes. Hockey Homes. Yeah, she works a reception at a real estate firm. I like this level of work for the for the Lacey Chabert lead. Something that's like skill, but not too snooty, not too. Yeah, it's accessible, but well, she we struggles a little. We don't really see her doing much. At that place, except she does organize a party for them, a Christmas party. 
But the main thing is, is that she wants to start her own business called Kylie's Cakes. And she is entering a contest to create a gingerbread sculpture. And if she becomes a semifinalist, we'll go to this big thing. And it's like world known, this competition in Helena. There's no way Kylie'sCakes.com was not taken when she went for that. There's no way there wasn't. I know. So she ends up going out to dinner with her boyfriend and she thinks he's going to propose to me. And he truly, like, is like, I'm taking you to a surprise place. There's, like, rose petals on the table. It's, like, intense. It's their anniversary. And she thinks he's going to propose. And instead, he offers to make her the office manager at work. She keeps saying, he keeps saying, we're a team, we're a team. And she's like, I don't want to be a team. I want to be your fucking girlfriend. Wife. Wife. But she doesn't say that. Yeah. So then she breaks up with him. Well, they eat at her ex-boyfriend's. That's what it is. Italian joint. They went to prom together, and she broke his heart. We find out. After his dad died. What the fuck? No, his mom died. We find out that his mom passed away, and his dad was trying to run the business, and which the restaurant, I guess, was handed down to him. I don't know. That was a little confusing. But the dad was alone and needed him. But he was traveling back and forth to see her at college all the time. And she basically said, you need to be with your family. This is not mm. the right time for us. Yeah. This isn't meant to be. It's a, for the best of everyone involved considering the current situation's breakup. So she goes off to culinary school. She goes off and works on this big restaurant, right? And he starts this five-star pizzeria. He gets married, has a kid, <laughs> and uh, then gets divorced. This kid... I'm going to try not to be mean because this is a real person playing this with that face. <laughs> I hated this kid's face. Can I tell you? What? Not the worst kid in this in this six pack of movies. Not no, I wasn't as mad at the girl at the end. We'll get to her, all right. But she's... You didn't like, you liked it when she talked like this? She's... um, <laughs> Lacey's character is going to do this gingerbread decoration contest with some help she uses uh her boyfriend ex-boyfriend's uh kitchen because why because her nieces decided to put some plastic toys in the oven and that ruined the oven yeah you can't replace you can't replace oven racks there's a lot of moments in this particular one where it's like you know in the uh when the infomercial world when they're like i can't cook an egg properly i need some device that does it for me and it's got the person like Stabbing the egg in a pan with a spatula, yeah, like that's how that's, you would do it. Yeah, there was a touch of that kind of. It's like a parallel universe where everyone is just horribly bad at everything. And she immediately has feelings for him. So he, his kid, has he's, already asked her. He's to help been him. in that meat stocking before. Like he's, they've hit it before a long time ago. I don't think Lacey would like you calling it that either. You're right. She it definitely would be on your side. Uh, so his kid needs help making a dessert for his school potluck. She needs an oven. So they trade. Immediately it's obvious that they're in love with each other again. And the guy that works as his, I guess it's a sous chef, I don't know, at this pizza restaurant, whatever, Reggie, yeah. is his name Reggie? I don't the, know. The gay character that is like, that I'm is not, I, my wife, like, honestly, he says wife so much we that never it, just, see her. it just makes him seem gayer. We never see her. Uh, oh, is she in Canada, Reggie? All right. Apparently, she sleeps in. Oh, because mm. remember the kid had to go with them to the to the restaurant store. Anyway, if you told um, everyone like I have a husband, he sleeps in, you'd be correct. I. <laughs> that's the truth. We never see your husband, and you go, "Well, he's sleeping in." 
It can you be, would be right. Come back at 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, so long story short, she gets into the competition as a finalist. She finds out really late because the, the letter was behind the copier. Her ex-boyfriend tries to sponsor her. She says no, and he's like, I need to make a grand gesture. She's in love with this man because he brought pizza to the party. I'm talking fast because there's only 30 seconds left. And so he brings pizza to the party. The guy sees them together and is like, oh, shit. She fell in love with someone else. I have to make a gesture. He gets this woman who literally wrote the cookbook on gingerbread that she is using to enter this competition for gingerbread. This is so selfish. But it's a front to propose. It is a front to propose, but she really entered. Yeah. So here's the deal. I'm going to propose to you, but I'm also going to make you lose, I'm gonna, like, theoretically. I'm, I'm going to make it look like I'm trying to sabotage you at first. But surprise, it's a proposal. It doesn't work. She's going to fuck the guy that runs the five-star pizzeria. I actually pizzeria. think this is... We're going to talk a few more minutes. I actually <laughs> think this is one of the better, like, fleshed-out, bigger stories. Because you also have... Because you have the friend, you have her sister, like you have people who are like invested that you actually feel like you get to know. Yeah, yeah. More than in the other ones. It's not just Lacey and the guy. There is like a community of people around them. And so, yeah, so there's this whole thing where she buys them a Christmas tree. He's a single dad. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I kind of like how grumpy he is, too. He is really grumpy. Like, yeah. it kinda, he, he seems a little more realistic. Like, he gets a little short with her mm-hmm. when she's trying to force Christmas stuff. and He's like, I can handle this. And he gets a little angry, even though she explains to him that the waffle is not a waffle. He's still, like, just a little mad about it. Yeah, well, and so she's like, oh, shit, I have to do a big gesture now. I need to show him that I love him. Because she did see the engagement early, and she was saying no to the man, but he walked in and saw the guy on his knee. And so he assumes they're going to get married. So she, when they were decorating the Christmas tree, he showed her this uh, music box carousel carousel that he had bought. He was probably going to give it to her the Christmas she broke up with him. That's what I think. So she makes a carousel out of gingerbread, and that is how she tells him she loves him. Yeah, and then they kiss. And she wins. That's right. And, um, yeah, so what do you give this one? 2.75. I'm give it a 2.5. Okay. So we're up to 5.75 again. 5.25. 5.25. This is our second ever 5.25. It shares the spot with The Brides of Dracula. Hmm. Pretty much the same movie, you know? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Lacey Chabert, Paul Green. Here's your coffee. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it this afternoon. This morning would be better. Okay, no problem. She was me. Excuse me. You forgot your present. Until a magical wish. I wish that I could be brave. Gave her moxie. You know that idea wasn't yours. It's not a compliment to ask me to do your work. Well, I've always had a really hard time speaking up. Well, it seems like you got over it. I think my wish came true. A Wish for Christmas on Hallmark Channel. A Wish for Christmas from 2016. Directed by Christy Will Wolf, starring Lacey Chabert, Paul Green, Andrea Brooks, Colleen Wheeler, written by Helen Frost, Don McLeod, and Liam Fearnley. Now, um, this is, we get magic in this one. Santa magic. That's right. A little bit of Santa magic. He, uh, it, there's a secret Santa. Is, which, what is she doing in here? Is she, she works for, What's her job? She is a web designer at a marketing firm named Sarah. That's right. And she wishes for some balls. And she literally gets them big, hairy balls. Is Peter Williams. Yeah, Peter Williams. He's the head of the marketing firm. And her middle manager guy keeps stealing her ideas. And she's Mm -hmm. just not standing up for herself. And she gets this 
um, card that says you get a wish for 48 hours. And she, yes, she says, I want to be brave. I want to be brave. And then that's when, and at the, after she makes the wish, it starts to count down the hours on the card. And, uh, magic. She, oh, Santa gives her the wish, by the way. He just shows up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, here you go. He's there. Santa's there. And so she tells off her middle management, uh, and he gets fired. He gets fired. And the boss, Peter, is like, why don't you come with me to Seattle? They're in Chicago. To pitch. To pitch to this guy who's a hard ass. And they get there and the guy accepts some other thing and doesn't meet with them. And she tells off the reception and he wants to give up. But she's like, no. And she's like, we want our meeting. We came all this way. We flew here. We flew here, damn it. The movie is like trying to get to the point of getting this meeting, meeting with this guy. But we're also dealing with this guy's past, his history. And his dad, he got in a fight with his dad because his dad wants him to be a lawyer. I guess him owning his own fucking marketing firm isn't good enough. Well, this is another one where the dad's a lawyer and he wants his son to be a lawyer with him. So this is another like, if you don't, like you need to come work for me thing. You know, it's weird because he doesn't tell her this is where he lives, but the receptionist is like, you can go to this ski lodge in this small town. Do you know it? He's like, yeah, yeah I know it. They go there. They have to stay because the guy cancels on them again because they're like five minutes late or something. Mm. They end up staying in his aunt's bed and breakfast. Yeah. Who's, uh, what's her name from Sister Act? No, that's the other movie. That's the aunt in the Oh, last never movie. mind. Never mind. This is just a Forget very, very saying. pretty blonde woman. Remember we talked about Yeah, yeah. They started, to, they started to blend at the end anyway. Yeah. This one is just a blonde aunt and, uh... So basically the aunt is like, come see your parents. And he's like, no, 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 we don't have time. We have to work. And Lacey's like, we're going to see your parents. If you don't go, I'm going to go by myself, which is weird as fuck. Totally. I'm inviting myself to your parents' house for Christmas. And whenever she, whenever her like bravery wish kicks in, everything goes like, so you also know it's magic. You know, it's about to happen. She's about to tell you what she thinks. I wanted her to physically attack people. Like she gets so brave that she just straight up like, just starts throwing fists. Well, she does go into the dad and is basically, I mean, this is actually, she kind of just opens up to him and basically says, whatever happened to you guys, you need to get over it. I lost my dad six years ago and I miss him. Like, you have your son. Like, fucking get over it. Yeah. yeah. Which is actually really great and I think does help them. The dad is just mad because the son didn't choose the elitist path he wanted. And apparently he gave him an ultimatum on a Christmas dinner like three years ago. Which is weird timing. To be a lawyer. And he said no. What kind of rebellion is... What a weird family if rebelling is starting up your own marketing firm. And to the point where the dad doesn't want to talk to you. <laughs> like he sees him and it just like turns. He doesn't even talk. It's like so rude. Uh, also weird <laughs> tiny note. His mom makes world famous cocoa that literally has snowmans inside of it. It was weird. I was like why are we... So they, they they do weird specific things. They finally meet up with this guy they're trying to pitch for. They have to oh, go to yeah, a ski he's an lodge, asshole. and he's an asshole. And she tells him off. And then her the the bow the love interest Peter gets mad at her for telling him off. Is like like you know how this guy is. But the thing is, Peter was ready to just move on when he realized the appointment was canceled. And then she and then when she stands up for herself. Then he's like, we needed this. We needed this. It's like, bro, you were giving up on this at the fucking airport in Seattle. Then you were ever going to get on your own. Exactly. And then suddenly he's like, I needed this account. I needed this. So 
They split up. She feels bad. He goes to stay with his family, but she doesn't fly back. He tries to fly her back, but she doesn't go back. And she manages to jump in this guy's stretch home, stretch SUV limo. And we don't see the proposal. This, this proposal for Christmas 365, it's already like dumb as hell. The idea of the proposal. Let's have but, Christmas all year but round. But when you're going to set up like a show or a, a pageant or a proposal, you need to show us what your proposal yeah, is so we can judge it. But of course, she convinces this guy off camera to accept their Christmas 365. The thing that was more upsetting to me is then, you know, the guy had obviously fallen in love with her and he listened to all the things that she said. So he goes back home and he walks into the company where everyone's having to work and he brought them dinner and he's like, y'all need to stop working. And also, if you want to go home, go home. Everyone's and Paid double. Shows up yeah, they dad just... is hugging him and he's like, thanks for coming by and straightening me out, kid. Where's that fucking scene? That family literally were like probably on the plane right after his plane. It was so dumb. I can picture him like hunkering down in the end of the plane where they were at. Like, make sure our son Don't doesn't let see him us. Because you would have had to take the next flight out to like get there. Also, how you people get in last minute flights on Christmas? I'm sorry. If That's it ain't, dumb. I mean, if it ain't filled out and you're ready to pay dumb amounts of money. Also, they make a big deal about mistletoe, and then they first kiss not under the mistletoe. It's really stupid. Also, uh, the gay character in this one is that guy that works at the company. Yeah, who totally has gay. carries the mistletoe. Right? He doesn't say he has a wife or anything. I liked so him. I think no, I think he is, is gay, he is and gay. I liked him a lot. So uh, that is a wish for Christmas. Santa shows back up at the end. Yeah, and she's like. Who is my secret Santa guy? Is that, who hired that Santa? Oh, yeah, she and they're called. like, I didn't hire a Santa. And then the woman goes, oh, because Lacey goes, well, he gave me a gift and I'd like to ask for another one. And the woman goes, you know what? Give Get it yourself. for yourself. Give it to yourself. It's okay to do that. So what do you give a wish for Christmas here? I'll go. I'll give it a 1.75. That's ex- Okay, me too. All right. Here we go. Let me show it to you on our list. A Wish for Christmas is at least as good as Johnny Mnemonic. At least. I'd watch Johnny Mnemonic again. Now let's go into our final. Over that. Final selection. This December, Mariah Carey and Hallmark Channel come together for a special holiday movie event. Today's your lucky day. With a Christmas melody you'll never forget. Yes! Lacey Chabert, Brennan Elliott, Kathy Jimmy, and directed by and starring Mariah Carey. Christmas. A Christmas Melody, an all-new movie premiere, Saturday, December 19th at 8 on Hallmark Channel, The Heart of Mary. A Christmas Melody, A Christmas Melody from 2015, <laughs> directed by Mariah Carey, starring Mariah Carey. She is billed as the lead, but she's ah! not. Uh, Lacey Chabert, Brennan Elliott, Fina Straza, uh. writ- written by David Diamond and David Weissman. I'm sorry. Also, Kathina Jimmy. Right. I sorry, Kathy. That's from sis. That's the lady from Sister Act, right? So stole, she stole the show this time. Okay, this is the worst one, hands hands down. And this ma- is the worst one. And maybe shot for shot, maybe like the worst directed movie we've seen for the show so far. Yes, easily. So uh, so so here's who we're dealing with. Uh, Lacey's name is Kristen. She is a designer. She moved to L.A. She got married. She had a kid. Her husband died. She just recently basically went bankrupt and lost her boutique. So she's moved back to her hometown where her aunt, Kathy Najimy, 
owns a place called the Silver Falls Diner. I thought it said Silver Balls. Yeah, Diner. it should have said Silver Balls. I think it should have as well. And puts her kid into school. Kid's unhappy, but kid gets happier mostly because of her music teacher named Danny Collier, who had a crush on Lacey since they were in high school. They're all supposed to be 35. Mariah Carey <laughs> is the head of the PTA, and apparently the these three people, Danny, Mariah Carey, and Lacey, graduated high school together in 1998. That is when I graduated high school. Yeah, yeah, they are. I mean, look, Mariah Carey looks great. She's, in a sense, she's ageless. She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, but there's also obviously a filter on every shot of her. She filters the fuck out of her own shots. Also, everything, it, it looks like they're having to read her lines and they repeat it back. And um, we, and every shot, her dialogue is just a straight camera shot on her face. it's mm-hmm. There's not really group photos where she's actively acting and interacting with people uh-huh. like everyone else is Even doing. Even when people respond to her, it goes just to them and she's not on screen. And there, it seems like she's, like someone was like, yeah, these are all our camera filters. And she was like, oh, I'm just going to play and use half of them. We have a janitor character who's supposed to be Santa, Santa Claus. They call him yep. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And there's one scene where his face is bright red and it looks like they ran a filter on it. And there's another part where it looked like the actual shot, like they had a different lower quality camera or something. It looks like it was buffering. It was a DVD. It was a DVD. The settings were off or the the digital settings or whatever were not Terrible. consistent. Terrible. And there should be like some kind of cinematographer here to do it, but I heard she could be hard to work with, so maybe people weren't keen on helping her make it look good if she... Or I just contradicting her. And I don't know. I don't know if that was the scene... But it just seemed like, I don't like know. Mariah directed this. Mariah is stars in it, but is it is the character you can cut and it wouldn't change anything about this movie. Well, she's as close as you have to a bad guy. Like she's the villain. If you can have a villain, she's basically just a bitchy mom who thinks that she's the hottest shit in town, and she's made herself the queen of the PTA. Her daughter, she wants to be the star of the Snowflake Ball or whatever the fuck they're doing. And she actually even tells Lacey that her daughter is not allowed to audition because auditions ended three days ago. And Mr. Collier, who wants to get up in Lacey's... I'm not saying it. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say it. Well, you're volleying me for that now? I'm trying to be nice. This is where it originated. Meat stocking. And uh, again, I don't think she would approve, but... Of course not. Uh, he has a crush on her, so he's like, of course your daughter can audition. Ends up, long story short, the costumes are shit, so Lacey needs to design the costumes for this show. And the little girl can't pick a song, but she's a poet, so she's nine. And so the guy's like, let's write a song for you. When they're, like, playing with the guitar and it's, like, acapella and they're just singing together, it's cute. yeah. What we end up at the end is like a Mariah Carey music video. It's dumb. But. I wasn't hating the. I mean, look, all Christmas songs suck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I was saying I didn't hate it either. But and I, as far as like an original song for. It looked like that's what they put. It was auto-tuned. Yeah. But it also seemed like the thing that everyone put the most work into. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Because that's what she knows. Yeah. It was a music video. Yeah. It's also a song about mommy needs some love. So Santa come and make it right. Because she wants her to fall in love with Mr. Collier. The only wobble. Okay, the wobble in this one. Yeah. 
Her best friend from L.A. shows up on her doorstep to visit and is like, guess what? I showed your lookbook to my boss at the department store and they want to give you your own line. Yeah. Surprise! Lacey didn't even know. And then the daughter gets upset because she just settled in. Uh-huh. She's just starting to get accepted. She wants her mom to fall in love with Mr. Collier. She doesn't want to go to L.A. And basically because she wrote a letter to Santa Claus saying, let us go back to L.A., she thinks that she's ruined everything and this is her wish coming true. She wants a new true. wish. So she says to Thomas, what if I don't want my original wish? And he basically says to her, well, you really haven't wished your second wish until you sing it. But I have a feeling that when you sing your wish, you're going to get everything you want. During that performance, we get shots of Thomas just dancing around. Yeah, on his own. Yeah, where by, is he? By There's himself, nothing around him. In his prison, in this it's prison weird. cell. He's in his prison cell, just dancing. Mister Collier is like, there's no chemistry. The no. one thing I can say about all the other men is, I do feel like there is some level of chemistry. This guy, none. No, no, I, I didn't feel it either. I thought it was kind of weak, and it, it definitely the the bad the bad shot choices. The it's just obviously not. Uh, it's not even. You know, the other directors at least have a, a formula that they can stick to and yeah. at least can remain consistent in their in their filters and shit like that. But this yeah. this one was all over the place. The only the only last thing that I would like to say is earlier I kind of made fun of the little girl in this movie. Here's the deal. She's a child. There's nothing wrong with this person. She's beautiful, she can sing, whatever. I trashed the little boy's Here's face. The deal. I want to explain <laughs> my problem with her. Okay. Okay. I think she's even a decent little actress, but what she does is cutesy voice. And I couldn't fucking stand it. Yeah. All the whole time. It's like, Mommy, don't you want to let me do this? Don't you think I should be able to be any And it just annoyed the fuck out of me. I wanted to be like, Can you just talk like you normally talk? Mm, yeah, I hear you. It just what this one is just not a good movie, good. like even a little bit. Even for a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Low in. I, th- I did think it was funny where when they first arrive in their little town, like it's snowing a little. Mm-hmm. And then there's a scene later where her and this dude, they're outside and it starts to snow and they're like. In the street that looks like every other street. And they're like, oh my God. When it was literally like flurrying when you arrived. It's really. Bad. This one's the worst one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mariah did not act. She did. Also, she literally did seem like people were just reading her lines and she's reading it back. I also never knew Mariah Carey had a lisp. Yeah, I guess we don't hear her just straight talk yeah. that much anymore. But. I love Mariah Carey. I, I don't listen to her anymore, but I will say that for a very long time, I had Mariah Carey cassette tapes on repeat. I grew up listening to her. I don't know anything she's newly done, but... I have a soft spot for her, but listen, she, a director, she is not. No, no. No disrespect to the rest of her career. We, She's a great singer. We all know that. Also, you can't sing a little in this in she your own movie? She not sing at all. Also, no. something was missing because the- in all these other movies, Lacey has, she's good with children. Yeah. I feel like in this one where she's supposed to be a mom, it was the least connection. There was just no connections in this. Kathy and Jimmy... Saved this movie. It is dumb that Mariah did not even sing a line in a movie she directed. I thought for sure when she was the queen of the PTA that she was going to write herself in. That would have been actually kind of funny. Well, like, I mean, a la Love Actually, it happens in that one where the mom's like, my daughter's going to sing the solo, but 
I'm going to be back up. Like, it's so, you could do it. It's so silly. Mariah, this sucked. You didn't help anyone. Lacey Chabert, she came up on her own. All right. And, you know, there's plenty more Lacey Chabert movies out there. I think we could do another six-pack with just, Valentine's Day. With just Lacey Chabert Christmas, Christmas? movies. Yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, we could do Valentine's if you want. No, I obviously you, you don't. I mean. I just know there's another one with her and the waltzing man. Uh, and I think Valentine it's, waltz? I think it might be something like that. I don't Valentine know. I have to waltz. look it up. All I right. have to look it up. It's not Christmas. All right. Well, let's judge this one in particular. One. Give it a point five. Honestly, it'd probably be a zero, but I'm just being nice to I'm giving the, it a, the little girl. A one for the little girl and, and Kathy and a Jimmy. I did enjoy her on the screen. So that's a 1.5. And the Silver Balls Diner. All right, folks. Just like S tier, when you hit F tier, there's no like breaking down your score. You're just in the line of F tier. So, yes, F tier. So, joining the ranks of Halloween, the Curse of Michael Myers, I am Sam. <laughs> Riding the bus of my sister, Tammy, the <laughs> other sister, and Thor, Love and Thunder, is the Mariah Carey-directed Hallmark movie, A Christmas Melody. Definitely, hands down, it makes, uh, you know, Christmas in Rome seem like, I don't know, like a, a Martin Scorsese movie or some <laughs> shit. It's just not good. And no. also, we went in descending order for the year. With The first one was 2019, the second was 2020, and then it was 2018, 17, 16, 15. So we actually kind of went back into the earlier days of Lacey Chabert doing these movies. I actually, I, I said before we started recording this that I wish we had gone the other direction and gone like 15, 16, 17, all the way up to 20. But I think it's probably ended on a really note. good that we we would have ended on a higher note. But I think that we would have been less gung ho to continue. And that's true. Like we really liked we were we, we would have been what struggling. They are, we, we liked the first couple, if so we, we were in. If we started with a Christmas melody, it would have been like, oh my god, what are we doing? Do we have to do this? So maybe it's for the best that we did it the way we did it. Yeah. That's pretty smart of Hallmark. Hey, make sure the the better ones are like the first. Well, year. they act like, ooh, but Mariah Carey is at the end in the best. And yeah, yeah. But look, we all know. know. Horrid, horrid. All I want for Christmas is not to see that movie again. Yeah. Well, we will never will. We'll never watch that movie again. I swear to God. I swear to God. Okay. So one of these movies in which Lacey is with family, uh-huh. I think it's going to be this one, the one with the, her daughter. And then something happens between that and the other ones where she doesn't have family. And no more daughter? She's a black widow. That daughter might be sold off somewhere. What? Look, there's. I feel like there's a dark undertone that you could connect, which could lead... I don't like this. Which could lead to a new Lacey Chabert movie, Mistletoe Over Cell Block D, where she finds love as she's locked up for being a black widow murderer. Maybe she sent okay. the kid off to go live with her ex. I was going to say, no, 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 no. Her, the, her dad's dead. So what she did is she leaves She leaves the kid with Kathy, mm. with Aunt Kathy and a Jimmy, okay? Good idea. Abandoned. Just abandons the town. And she goes and a junior web designer at that marketing firm. There you go. And then she becomes the marketing director at that firm, and then... She gets a little hot, though. She has to leave that. She needs to leave, so she runs to culinary school. After she kills that guy. Yeah. Then she goes to culinary school, 
and gets with that single dad? No, because culinary school, she's with family. That's oh, a, that's so that's a, a separate one. one. That's not the same character. Uh, it's more like so. Look, this is our weird connection here. A Christmas melody is our original, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and so, then she goes into the marketing. So yeah, she's working in the marketing. Then it's a wish for Christmas. So she seduces Peter, but kills Peter for his money. But shit gets hot. So now. So sweet. So she can't do the sweetest Christmas or Pride Prejudice in Middle School. Well, the Christmas Waltz. She goes into the. So she goes to New York and does the Christmas Waltz. Meets another guy. Gets and lies her way into another job because she does have job skills. She has to get the fuck out and she goes to Rome. But she's a straight up murderer. And at the end, yes, she has to escape to Rome. So the only ones that are standing on their own are Pride and Prejudice and Mistletoe, and. The, the sweetest Christmas. Yes. And all the other ones are technically the same character. She has just abandoned her child in that town in Georgia from uh, a Christmas melody and has been bouncing around, changing her name, and killing these men. She as does she have parents in the year. Christmas waltz, but they're assholes. She just paid them. They're like, they're cons as well. Deep, deep cut cons. All right. Look, it's a little. <laughs> It's goofy as fuck, but it's kind of just fun for me to like think of it like that. Yeah, I get but you. But can we get a Hallmark Christmas movie where Lacey Chabert is locked up and... Maybe- I'll be home for Christmas. Mommy's going to get paroled. I bet there's already a title of, of that. I, well, I sure, but I, I was just trying think Miss- to think Mistletoe of Mistletoe like a- over Cell Block D is a yeah, good okay, one. okay, okay, okay. Because it signifies that she's locked up. Is this going to be a lesbian relationship? Um, if If, you know, she's not even gone interracial yet. Which she should. Let's get that one too. Yeah, let's get that one. Hey, we don't know what okay, happened. Okay, it's an interracial lesbian relationship. Then. Okay. And it's like the queen prison guard lady. Mm. Oh, a prison guard. That's yeah, a yeah. Problematic. Well, she's going for someone with like uh, more like a power dynamic. You know, mm. that is nice about it. Mm. Look, this will be good. Let us write. Can we write some of these? We're asking. You can. You asking the world. Yeah. Like, I'm not really going to give you the weird ones that I'm just spitballing. I'll try to make it, you know, a little more. I understand your formula. I'll have play you ball. Seen, have you seen, I sent to you, have you seen the, the AI-generated Hallmark movie script? Uh, I mean. It's, it's just the first page. It's probably very easy to generate it this. It is insane. Yeah. I try to avoid the AI stuff because it just makes me depressed when I encounter sure, it. Sure. Totally. That said, that was our um, six-pack Hallmark Lacey Chabert Christmas selections. Even when it was kind of shitty, we did have fun. And um, and we end on her mouth, her giant mouth above <laughs> my head. And, yeah, so our next drop will be on Christmas Day. We'll be discussing It's a Wonderful Life, uh, appropriately enough. And But until then... You know, uh, a Merry Christmas to y'all and a Hallmark holiday, all the Hallmark holiday cheer you can muster. And and Lacey Chabert, we wish you a Merry Christmas and the Happy Holidays as well. But Mariah, we're going to have to punish you and you're going to need to sit this Christmas out. <laughs> but it'll be okay by next year, but this year in time out because we just saw this movie and you have to be punished and you have to do what we say check the links and for places to find us yes like subscribe are there any make some hallmark movie recommendations there's plenty we haven't seen Mm -hmm. 
Uh, just throw them out there. What do you think is your favorite if you have any? Uh, and uh, yeah, stick around for more. Pie clears the mind. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,